A very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards living a better life. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational messages and transformational stories out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode where today I'm joined by one of our colleagues and I say colleagues because of the you know this podcast this Mastering the the Game of Life podcast has had so many guests from America and today is no exception and it's my very very great pleasure to introduce Donald Ferguson all the way from St. Louis Don a very warm welcome to you sir Well good morning I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, one of the things, listeners, that Don and I, we spoke uh, a little bit off air, is, as is our way, and, you know, many, many things that we could have spoke about, as there always is with guests, but two things, really. Well, actually, three. Combining confidence and persistence to equal success. Where do we even start with this, Don? Well, you know, it's, it's um, I think it becomes a process. Because to gain confidence, you have to have knowledge. Knowledge means that you have to have experience. And so to get yourself to a point where you feel comfortable, confident in your abilities, you have to act. And you have to learn. And you have to evaluate what you have done, what mistakes you've made, what successes you've had. And then you build on those by being very persistent. You don't ever give up. And by doing that, you sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly become more and more successful depending upon your, um, your motivation, actually your motivation to accomplish more and accomplish it more in a, in a faster fashion. So all of those things kind of blend together. Hmm. When I first started my business, I didn't quite know what to do. I had a background in finance. Um, I had a background in engineering from the colleges that I went to. And the only thing that I really knew that I was going to do was work for myself and really not for anybody else. But I didn't quite know exactly what I was going to do. So I did a number of things. And over the course of about six to eight years, you know, I, I kind of dipped my toe into the water, tried one thing, tried another. And finally, I settled down and decided that I would do things in the real estate business. The only difficulty was to do things in the real estate business, you have to have money, and I had no money. So I had to figure out exactly how to start in that business, and fortunately got some help from um, some people to help at least fund a little bit of what we were doing or what I was going to do from the start. And then I began to experiment with residential development, made a decision that that wasn't what was something that I really wanted to pursue. Um, and so I got into commercial development. 
and it was quite it was quite interesting. The uh, the very first project I did in a commercial sense was what was called here an office condominium, and I did it for the medical community. The difficulty was I really had no money, so. What I did is I put a piece of property under contract. I went and hired an architect, told him what I would like to see built on the property based on what I had seen in Dallas, Texas, when I visited one of my uh, old professors. And then I went to the architect and I said, okay, here's the pictures of the building and here's what I'd like to develop. But I have one problem. I, I can't pay you any money right now because I don't have any money, but I need for you to design, you know, something that is a picture of what it might look like. And then, um, and then if I do the project, then I will hire you to be the architect. And he did it. He, he, he gave me a design that essentially matched what I had seen in Dallas, Texas. Then, then I took that and I went to a contractor and I said, I'd, be, I'd like to know what it's going to cost to build this building. I can't pay you for, the, for your analysis, but if I get the project done, I will hire you. And they did that. They, they put together that work. Then I went to an attorney and I said, I need legal documents put together so that I can sell units inside this building so each person can own their own space. But again, I can't pay you, but if you'll develop the documents and if the project works, then I will pay you. Then I went to a bank and I said, I'd like to borrow the money to build this building. And literally the banker, I, I think he was laughing inside, but I could tell by the look on his face, he was he, he was really just incredulous because he, he looked at me and he said, well, how do you expect to build this building if you don't have any money? And I said, I don't know. I'm here to have you help me work that through because it's a great project. I know it will be a success. I'm doing all the things that I think that is needed for the medical community, for the benefit of their patients and the comfort of the doctors. And he said to me, well, look, you have a condominium that you're you're doing. And so if you will get commitments for the purchase of half of the units in the building, in other words, if you'll sell half of the interest in the building and come back into me, then we'll give you the loan because you'll have enough equity built up to do that. And I said, okay. And then I went to a friend of mine who was in the marketing business. And I said to she and her husband, I have a problem. I've got to go sell condominium units, but I have my legal documents, but I, and I have a contractor, so I know what it's gonna cost me to build the building. I know what it costs me to buy the land, but I, but I need a, a marketing brochure. And again, I couldn't pay them. And I said, I can't really pay you to do this, to help me develop this, but if you'll, if you'll do this, then, then we'll, uh, I, I might have a project. So they helped me design a marketing package that included color photos of a picture of the building, which was really just a, you know, a diagram. And I put that together and I went out and I started calling on doctors 
and I called on enough doctors and I did things. One doctor said to me that he would see me if I visited him in the, uh, he was an emergency room uh, doctor on the weekends. And he said, if you'll come see me at three o'clock in the morning, because that's when we, I, we, we are usually not very busy between three and four o'clock in the morning. And then I will talk to you about the project. And lo and behold, I showed up at three o'clock in the morning and I think he was shocked. And I got him to buy a, a unit in the building. I was able to pre-sell half of the units in the building. I had to do it very quickly because my contract was running out. I went to the landowner and I said, I need 30 more days on an extension. He said, I will give it to you, but I won't give it to you in writing. I'll give you my word that you have 30 more days to get this project done. After that, I'm selling the ground to another person who has also given me a contract. So can I just, sorry, Don, can I just come in at that point? Um, so what you mentioned very, uh, very early on in the conversation there about knowledge. You mentioned it two or three times. Don, what struck me, uh, and I asked this as a question rather than offer it as a suggestion, I think it was Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge. So what's your thoughts around that, Don? How did that, how did that play out in your scenario? Imagination is more important than knowledge. Well, I think it's a combination of the two here. I think that's pretty, it's a pretty good question because... I had my imagination and my vision of what I could see, what I, what I knew I could do on that property. I literally visualized, which is an important part of, of setting any goal or intention or objective. I literally stood on that property and visualized what that property would look like with that building built on it. And from my imagination, I saw the end product which is really important. Great question. That's very important. I saw that end product on that property in my head. And so my imagination, my visualization in this particular case, actually in all the cases of the properties I've done and what I have uh, done with my business, imagination, visualization is a great combination with the knowledge. I needed the knowledge because I needed to know how to put things together to make it economically work. And I needed an understanding of, I, I guess, um, my engineering background, you know, helped me put together that piece of the knowledge. But I needed, actually, Paul, I needed both. If I didn't have the imagination to go with the knowledge, there, there wouldn't have been anything to sell. And that brings in nicely. I mean, I, uh, just as, a, as an aside, Don, I've literally just put together, a, it's only on a side of A4, but something called I am. I am. And the I stands for the intention, the A for the affirmation and the M for the manifestation. And part of that manifestation is, as you say, the visualization. So this whole, I know we're going a little bit left field here, but this whole kind oh, of... Oh, no, we're not. It's, I think that's really critical to any kind of thing that you apply to yourself and to your life as you move forward in it you you have to have the affirmation and you have to act so that the manifestation occurs or you don't move forward in my opinion mm. so does that is it 
oversimplifying it then, Don, to say that, you know, what we've spoke about thus far, I mean, you pushed on there against, some would say, all the odds or some certainly big odds against you. Um, you know, was that conf tell us what that confidence was like for you at that age where you absolutely had that intention, you had that vision, but at the end of the day, in you know, you didn't have too many dollars flying around to back it up, but you obviously had that inner belief, that knowing that, do you know, I've got this confidence that this is going to come to fruition. And that's absolutely crucial as well, isn't it? It's very crucial, but as as you would think in, in your um, growth as a human being, you know, you have you do have days, you do have times when you doubt if you can make it happen. You know, you go in and you make a presentation to somebody and they turn you down. You make another presentation to somebody and they turn you down. Um, and then sometimes you can let doubt creep in. So if you don't have the persistence, if you lose sight of your goal, if you lose sight of, of what the end game is, then you can let then others, other whether it's other people or other situations or other things, can knock you off your course. So you have to have confidence in yourself that you can stay on course no matter what gets thrown at you, and you have to have the persistence to continue on. And if you don't have that visualization, if you don't have that, I am capable of doing this. I am going to get this done. I will get this done. If you don't have that, then you can get thrown off course. Mm, definitely. It's, it's amazing, Don, isn't it, that three simple letters, two simple words, I am, how profound they are once we, you know, we put them in the context of something, something like this and how it, you know, how it gives us that, that ultimate success. Because, you know, there's an old cliche, I don't know if you guys use it in the States, but if you, st if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And you I think, how beautiful is that? Simple yet again, isn't it? Yeah, but how beautiful is it? If, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. That pretty much is, is if you don't live your life that way, which means you have to live your life with purpose. You have to live your life with intentions. Because if you don't, it would be like being in a, in a stream, in a, in, a, in a river that's flowing, and you're just part of, you're, you're, you're a boat with no rudder. Mm. You, you just flow down the stream and with no direction except the direction of how you're being led. And if you're going to let others lead you, then you're going to have to succumb to what their objectives are their goals, which may not be where you are. And so if you don't take control of your life and live it with a purpose, then you're just subject to being part of that flowing stream. Absolutely. And at the risk of splitting metaphors, listeners, you've heard me say this so many times. For me, what Don's talking about there is when tail wags dog and dog ceases to wag tail. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because you can, in your life, you can let the tail wag the dog. And if you allow the tail to wag the dog, um, gosh, you're, that, that doesn't work. You have to be the dog in charge. 
absolutely yeah for me don that particular metaphor is is a great uh, is a great reflection of what and i don't like the word so i don't kind of band it around too much but it's basically victimhood you know these circumstances are imposing themselves upon me why is it always me this happens to you know, my cat's blacker than your cat. You don't understand. And all. and, and Don, I lived in that space for years. So, you know, I speak from experience. So it seems appropriate now to actually flip over. I mentioned that phrase a little bit earlier on about left field. Now, you know, when we talk about Don living in the moment, following that, that intention, that intuitiveness, call it what you will. And I mentioned the phrase left field. I don't know if this is left field, but I want to mention to you just a few more words. Gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness. Hmm. Few interesting words here. Listeners, I'm going to make no apologies for repeating that. Gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness. Dom, what can you tell us about those few simple words? Well, you know, that that's that's the title of a, a book that I was fortunate enough to be a small part of and a co-author with Amy Moscow. And, you know, she created that title for the book. And she is this most outstanding human being because those words, those words are true to anything that you do in your life. And, and you have to have gratitude you you have to have love in your life you have to be you know you have to have forgiveness because because as you do this you have to not only you know you have to be grateful for what you've accomplished what you've been given and sometimes you have to be grateful for those things that aren't that aren't positive um and and then you have to sometimes not just forgive others but forgive yourself and then if you don't love if you don't feel the sense of, of love, the sense of calmness, I guess, is what it can mean. I don't know how you get to happiness. And it, and it takes work sometimes because in life you get thrown so many curveballs. And you're right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you do get stuck in left field. And you don't want to be in left field. You'd rather be right on the bases. Mm-hmm. Um, but you but you can't and so you have to bring yourself back and you have to do some real introspection for that you have to understand who you are i i i i grew up in a family where my father um, was an alcoholic he was not a nice man he told myself and my brothers that we would never amount to anything that we would be failures for our life but that was really where he saw himself and so he and I never got along. I had to, I had to literally step away from him, step away from him as a father, forgive him for what he had, had um, done to myself and my brothers. And once I was able to do that, it was really amazing, Paul. He became, he became a friend to me. He wasn't ever a father again, but he became a friend to me. And I was very sad when he died. Actually, he was about to die. And he was in the hospital. And I said to him, you know, we have just really started our relationship. I would like for you not to die right now. I, I, I would like some more time with you. And he literally fought through where he was. And they pretty much said to us, 
come down and say goodbye because he's gone. And he literally lived two years longer than that after he and I had that conversation in the hospital. So, you know, it was it miraculous. I don't I don't know. Was it willpower? Probably it was part of that persistence that we just talked about earlier. But because I was able to forgive him, we had a really good relationship in the last probably four or five years of his life that we never had before. And, um, you know, and so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for what we, what we had. Um, and of course I was very happy that it ended that way. Cause I, you know, it's, you know, you, you, that's what you, you, you hope that that's what you can accomplish as you, as you live through your life and you experience all of these roadblocks, all of these, you know, in your exact, your example of a baseball game, the curveballs you get thrown. Sometimes they're knuckleballs and the knuckleball hits you in the head. And so you have to be able to pull yourself up off the ground. Sometimes that's not, not so easy to do. But you have to, if you are going to move forward, if you believe, like you just talked about earlier, and in those two words, those three letters, I am, and you can assign whatever you want after those, I am worthy, I am capable, I am a good person. If you can assign some of the words that are high frequency words, high energy, and you send those out to the universe, they will come back to you. And they will come back to you in a very positive way. And you will accomplish more than you ever dreamed of. It's, it's really amazing. I, I have been able to accomplish more than I ever, ever dreamed of when I first started. And I think it's because as you, as you do this, as you believe in yourself, as you persist, as you grow, as you use your imagination more, because imagination is a very big part of this. It's, you're very right about that. It's not just knowledge. It's imagination. You have to visualize. You have to see. Then, then the universe gives back to you. In a, in a manner, in a way that you just sometimes will startle you. Mm -hmm. Does that also then, Don, bring in that big, big F word, faith? Knowing that, you know, the chips are down. Let's turn the clock back to this picture you've painted, you know, going around trying to get this, uh, you know, this, this commercial condo off the ground and no kind of cash flow to play with. There must have been immeasurable faith there. Uh, you know, we've already touched on and flirted with the confidence, self-confidence element, but there must have been a hell of a lot of faith in there to know that I don't know how, but somehow this is going to be okay. Yeah, you have to have faith in the in in your project or what your goal is, but you have to have faith in yourself also. Faith that you have the ability. And you may not have the ability today. That's what, that's what I think scares a lot of people off is they think they have to have 
that ability they, they foresee in the future now. You don't have to have that ability now. You have to have the faith in yourself that you will acquire that ability, mm -hmm. that it's coming. Sometimes that's a, a long shot. That's, that, that takes a lot of, a lot of nerve. But if you have faith, and faith in yourself, you can accomplish anything. So on the first, um, when, we, when we started the conversation, Don, there was confidence plus persistence equals success. And then obviously uh, introduced the book, your book with Amy, gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness. So chicken and egg uh, question really, Don. What's the most important? Success? Or happiness? Oh, you know, I think happiness has to be the most important. Because if you're happy, the success comes. I, I think it has to be I, I, happiness. Mm. You know, if you... And, and some people can have success and not be happy. For me, I think it's happiness... And success follows that because you're happy with what you're doing. You're, I love what I do. I'm semi-retired right now. I love the real estate business so much that if I even go to a city, even if it's out of this country, I'm constantly looking at buildings. It makes me happy to look at buildings. It makes me happy to, to be looking at things and admire them. And so... And so my success in my business is because I love it. I love my business. It makes me happy. I can walk into my office today, even though there's nothing for me to really do unless they need me when, and they just ask me. I'm happy to go to my office every day. It makes me cheerful. I, it's, a, it's a happy place for me. Yeah, great energy good energy about it this whole focus of because it's tied in with your intention don isn't it everything that we've really spoke about is it true that you know over a period of time I, I would hasten to call it a habit but we get into a certain way of being just as we can get into bad habits but all these words listeners that don and i have spoke around you know confidence persistence success Gratitude, forgiveness, you know, knowledge, imagination, intention, visualization, affirmation. You know, it might sound like a real mouthful, you know, reeling these words off. But when you look and you study some of the world's top, uh, I'll say top people for want of a blanket phrase, um, there's one missing ingredient there, but they've all got those attributes. Um, and this is, this really is a left field um, addition, Dom, that... The one thing that they do have is this childlike curiosity, this childlike curiosity to explore new avenues. And that's, I think, Don, is a whole new different podcast conversation potentially for us another time, another place. But I want to ask one big question, Don, as we come towards a close, as is, is my way. Uh, but before we do that, I mean, I know you've got a, a profile on Facebook. If people want to reach out to you, Don, contact you or find out more about you and you know how can they do that what what's your primary contact details 
Well, I don't really put much on Facebook because I it, it's just pretty minor what I what I do there. Um, I think if people were to reach out to me, you know, it would be through my email address. Okay. Or, or through, um, you know, I wonder if it should be through um, intentional healing systems. Yeah, that absolutely. Uh, obviously, from my own point of view as host on, I'm a very, very uh, strongly aware of that. And I think that, you know, for the purpose of our listeners, I think that fits perfectly. So, um, you know, those those details will be in the show notes, listeners. And um, so have a look at those intentional healing systems. Um, so the big question, Don, the big question, just as we close, and I always paint this scenario. So here we are in, a say, a hotel reception and we've just met as strangers. Hi, I'm Paul, Don, you know, blah, blah. So we've got kind of 30 seconds, Don, as the elevator goes up to the next floor. And I say, Don, really good to meet you. Give me one piece of advice as a, as a young, aspiring well, it doesn't have to be an entrepreneur. As somebody making their way in life, or it doesn't have to be anything, give me a piece of wisdom, Don. Give me a piece of inspiration that I can share with the world. But you've only got 30 seconds. What would that be, Don? I would say to you, don't ever lose faith in yourself. Set your goals, your roadmap, where you want to be, don't let anybody throw you off track. Stay focused. Believe in yourself. Believe you can do anything and everything that you want to accomplish in this world by having faith in yourself and not losing track of where you're headed. Superb. Listeners, if I could be allowed to share one on the back of, of Don's excellent wisdom there, it'd be this. We all have choices. And I've used this metaphor time and time again because I believe it's so powerful. And it's this. Imagine you're driving along in your car, you're on a journey, and you spend all your time looking in the rearview mirror about what's past. What would happen? You would crash. And I'll leave it to your imagination, listeners, to think what would happen if we did the same thing in life, if we keep looking over our shoulder and dwelling on the past. Perhaps the answer is we do also crash. And I just leave that with you. So all that remains now is, is to thank our guest, Don. A very, very immense gratitude to you for, for being part and sharing, as I say, your wisdom, your insights, and uh, certainly many years of experience there. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And as is our way, listeners, you know what's coming now. A bit of certainty to uh, finish off, and it's this. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the game's ever-changing. How will you master it?